In the northwestern corner of the United States, just off the coast, is an island. This island is home to dark secrets, darker powers, and a small town. Greetings from stability. We're always here. Hello, and greetings from stability. We're always here. My name is Danny, and I will be your humble guide for your first visit here. Greetings from Stability is a shared universe actual play horror podcast. We're going to be playing a variety of scary role-playing games, all set in the same small island off the coast of the Pacific Northwestern United States. The history of Stability is full of unexplained events, unforeseeable tragedies, and entirely mundane human greed and cruelty. The games we play will be set throughout that dark history, and tied together through the people, places, and sinister corporate entities we've made. The first game we're going to be playing is Sleepaway by J. Dragon. The year is 1992, and Camp Mandrake is about to open its doors for what is going to turn out to be the last time. Camp counselors Phoebe, Jen, Aaliyah, Rowan, and Harper are going to try their best to make sure their campers have a great summer. But an ancient, unknowable creature haunts this camp. The Lindworm seeks to corrupt, to hurt, and to make you play a part in its cruelty. And it has an unwitting ally in the Gaia Corporation who cover up the horrors that happen at this camp. People may think Camp Mandrake is fun and safe, but the Lindworm is always here. So I think when everyone gets to the clearing where the oldest tree in the woods is, everyone has probably been to this clearing before and has seen this tree, and it's just this massive, massive tree. Um, and previously, it's always looked like a tree, but something maybe with the way Phoebe's magic affected people. Um, or maybe with all of the weirdness happening, the power of this tree perhaps faded. And the illusion that it used to hide itself has dropped. And this tree is just emanating light. But you notice that it has fused to its trunk all sorts of woodland animals. Like half a deer hanging off on one side, squirrels kind of feet fused to the tree. And it seems to be trying to draw power from them. But you can tell that something about what is happening to nature around this area is killing this ancient thing, this ancient and horrifying thing. What do y'all do when you see this? Um, I will call out. Um, I think I want to call out and wait for a response. Um, and I think... 
I cut my hands around my mouth and I say, what's going on over there? Uh, and I just let my words echo. Uh, and I have my guitar with me and maybe I, I strum a little strum after. I think when you call out what's going on over there, there isn't a response in words, but you hear coming from the tree what sounds like weeping. Uh, I'm going to uh, do a weak move here um, and become overcome by someone else's fear, anger, or grief. Grief, in this case. Um, so the sound of this disembodied weeping fills me with a sadness, which I can tell is not my own yet. It sort of like blooms from my chest um, and spreads throughout my whole body. You, might, you may think you can't feel sadness in the tips of your fingers, and you would be wrong. Um, and I start weeping into my open hands. Be a good time to invite the windworm to act. If you say so. <laughs> All right. Well, that one is just a player character dies. Ten of diamonds fields thick with noxious mud, festering wounds, or rabbits with black bile. Also, not great. And the King of Diamonds is Strange Massacre, Scattered Droplets of Blood, Drowned Fish in the Lake. So what do we think the Lindworm looks like? Frogs? Yeah. <laughs> That's my theory, at least. No. Like one big frog or like a mass of frogs? No, I think oh. it should be like a whole collection of frogs. It's like yeah. that. Um, if anybody's seen Constantine, that like bug dude that was in there, the demon that had like all the bugs and like they scattered and then they came together and like collected and made a, a big person. Like that's what I think. Like, except frogs. Yeah. Yeah, guy made out of frog. Like that. So I think maybe this is maybe this is the first time we actually like see the lindworm. And I mean, I guess potentially we saw the lindworm earlier because there was a mass of frogs. Um, but maybe this is even slightly different. Like we can tell there is something more awful about this mass of frogs. Um, that slowly enters into the clearing with us. And I think that Rowan, seeing this thing entering the clearing, kind of puts himself between this mass of frogs and the rest of you. And I think I'll spend my last token to do another teach someone else how to defend themselves. And I think that 
Rowan will like turn and look at the counselors primarily, but the students also, um, and sort of tell them the secrets of the ropes course. I imagine the ropes course is kind of like a maze. Um, and if you don't know it, you would get lost in it and tells you all to go to the ropes course. And then steps forward. And I don't know if it's even compared to like how other people we've seen die have died. I don't think that like it's particularly grisly or occult in any way. I think that you just, as you're hopefully leaving the clearing, um, you see this mass of frogs just roll over Rowan. I think Aaliyah is going to do something um, so I can use my last token um, and to reinterpret the Linworm's play in a way that directs the move at you. So I think she's going to scream like, no. And I think like, just as the frogs look like they're going to try to like roll over Rowan, they all like turn and then rush toward Aaliyah. And she says, it's me that you want. Here I am. I'm making the decision that you asked me to make. May I say at that instant that lightning uh, strikes the oldest tree in the forest and sets it ablaze. Uh, I believe there was a one of the three prophecies, right? It's about burning. Yeah. Ooh. I like that. And I think that that sobbing that had kind of permeated the air turns into like a scream of pain as the tree begins to burn. I think it's like it's like a shriek that that feels like it's coming from inside your head. Yeah. And everyone feels it that's there in the in the area. I like that. So does the lindworm kill? I mean, if we're, <laughs> I guess, I mean, Aaliyah's like making a sacrifice play. So if that is like what the lindworm was supposed to do was a, a player yeah. after die, then yeah. Mm. And, and we, we can f- flavor it to be ambiguous, maybe. Yeah, because, I mean, you're reinterpreting it, so, like, instead of straight-up death, it could be, like, you could become one with this mass of frogs. Yes. Oh, you know what? Maybe it's it's similar to what happened with Godot. Like, the frogs, like, rush over her, and then you then they kind of, like, all unmask, like, head toward um, the lake. And, and it's like, well, wait, where is Aaliyah? And and if anybody looked back um, after after you know they they were all instructed by Rowan to go toward the ropes course, then they might actually see um, like the the like Aaliyah from like uh, just her head um, from the neck up, mm. um, like 
in the lake, uh, floating. Yeah. Like, because one of our, uh, the desires we made up for our Lindworm was to kind of make you complicit in what it does. So it's kind of almost like once Aaliyah agrees to sacrifice, to, to make the sacrifice, like, the, the the frogs are satisfied. Like the the rain stops, the water begins to recede, and they all flow down to the lake together. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, like the rest of you weren't even on them on the radar. Yeah, it it wanted one thing. Yeah, I love that. So I have an interesting idea of maybe how to wrap this story up. Then after Aaliyah's sacrifice, okay. Uh, which is maybe we jump into present day and like all summer camp horror, there's at least a point in the franchise where despite the awful decisions, they reopen the camp. Yes. And we know in the history of stability, like right after all of this happens, the camp closes down. Right. But maybe it's 2023 and Gaia has decided to reopen Camp Mandrake. You know what what if what if it's like a reunion? Oh. Of all the original people that were there when this I like happened. that. Mm-hmm. May I have a counter pitch or perhaps uh something that it's not mutually exclusive, but yeah. Um, what if we do one of those ambiguous endings where it like cuts to a commercial of Gaia putting out uh, new frog mucus-based uh, medicines that like you know help with anti-aging? Uh, what other things happened? Um, cause Leah like saw the, her, her aging in the lake water, uh, helps with, um, you know, other, other, uh, uh things are like eye drops for, you know, when you have ovary watery eyes, it's supposed to clear out your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, yeah, lozenges too, uh, for, for the morning cough, um, just, uh, all sorts of new products, uh, that, that are very like frog themed i like that as a yeah yeah i think both can exist uh i yeah. love the yeah. idea of a like, reunion like, i know snail slime is big in cosmetics yes yeah uh, <laughs> yes yeah. i was just about to say that yeah huge new project line r&d has like busted through and and come out with these new amazing revolutionary products based on our research in frog mucus I feel like there was like a a like a meeting um of uh like marketing people or whatever and they're like you know we're going to get fired if we don't come up with a good idea and like someone somewhere you don't you don't even know like if it's cinematic like you just hear the voice you don't see who says it and they're like what about all those frogs yeah and then the next thing you know <laughs> Um, yeah I'm thinking it might be cool to do like an end scene 
that's modern day. Maybe it's the the survivors coming back and we could each like describe what we look like older. Because the the one thing that I think would be cool then is then to like end the episode on a scene that is like how how do we see Aaliyah as part of the lake in modern day stability? Uh, this idea that like Aaliyah is still there in some way, and probably Phoebe as like some kind of magical remnant. Yeah. See, I think maybe we see a like very worn down, overgrown Camp Mandrake 30 ish years later. Weirdly, the lake still looks fairly pristine. We see, I think, maybe some new new Gaia posters, despite the overgrown nature, um, and some equipment that Gaia has moved into this area for unknown causes. And I think we see Jen, Rowan, and Harper getting here before the campers that were here this summer to kind of just have a moment or two together. How has Jen changed in the last 30 years? Oh, she's changed so fucking much. Oh my god. Uh, her stepmother let her away. Uh, and just fucking disappeared and never came back. Um, <laughs> uh, the camp that she loves and works at, and you know, uh, first time being counselor, first time being in charge. Absolute disaster happened. So many people died, including her stepmother, who, yeah, she hated at the time, but never got to resolve her feelings. Um, she's just a fucking mess of a of a human <laughs> being. Yeah, we're forty four year old Jen. <laughs> Yeah, 44-year-old Jen never got into any college to get out of stability, uh, just been stuck here, uh, was, yeah, young and bright and, like, mature for her age, but, you know, age caught up, and, uh, yeah, um, doesn't quite even know why she agreed to come back to this awful, awful place and relive her nightmares. Um, yeah. Now I feel bad for pitching this idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how has Harper changed? Uh, Harper, too, uh, no longer resembles the bygone, happy-go-lucky days of his youth. Um, he arrives at the uh, reunion in not one, not two, but a three-piece suit. And um, he has an office job just as the long-gone Phoebe once predicted. Uh, he no longer reads The Rolling Stone, but rather uh, like self-help books that badly interpret stoicism. And he has a calendar above his desk with Garfield on it. Man, just what about Rowan? Screams. I think that Rowan 
has um I mean, become probably isn't the right word, but is he still lives on the island, but I think he lives in a cabin out near Melpomene's Rest, um, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I think he has gone to that cabin a couple times because I think he has started writing. Um, he has put on a little bit of weight, so he is uh, sort of even bigger um, of a presence. His, I think he started shaving his head after he started going bald, but he still has like an even longer beard that has gone pretty much entirely white. And I think he has gone from like lumberjack vibes to almost like druid vibes. I think he probably like makes his own clothes now and has a walking stick that he has carved himself. Nice. So, how does Phoebe? Make her presence yep. known. Yeah. So a, a a card I drew from the Oracle deck a long time ago and never got to act on was the Greeter. And so I think Phoebe kind of becomes the like maybe the a Greeter like the original Greeter or like in, an incarnation of the Greeter in some sense as yeah, as people kind of walk through the woods, she'll just kind of ask some uh, some probing questions, or you know, just to to say hi and and you know, uh, help somebody out if they seem lost, and just kind of like lives on in the island in some kind of uh, ephemeral, magical way. I love it, but. And I think maybe for the the special occasion of all of the uh, surviving people uh, coming back to this camp, uh, she's kind of uh, a bit more solid in form, uh, watching over them, waiting to see what's going to happen this time. Mm. Is she solid enough that Jen sees her? Hmm. Or maybe that's a question for a game that we play in the future Uh uh, with these characters. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, let's leave that that, uh, window open. Like, maybe uh, Jen kind of, like, gets uh, a weird sense that she should look over her shoulder and in the direction that uh, Phoebe's spirit happens to be. But it's not clear if she sees anything or not. Oh, yeah, exactly that. I love it. And I think there's a moment where, like, it almost feels like a flashback because we see a bunch of kids, like, running up to the camp. Um, But we realize that these are the children of the campers who stayed here that summer. And we see them older now walking up behind them uh, for this reunion. And the camera kind of turns and pans out over the lake. And as we look at the lake, what what do we see of Aaliyah? Um, I think it it almost looks like like a mirage that there's like a shape um, in the water. Uh, you can't you can't really even tell. Like, is it just the bottom or Maybe there's, you know, some sort of um, uh, animal life in the in the lake. Um, 
but it's like the water sort of moves um, in a way that that makes it seem like uh, it's lapping closer to the camp. Uh, and this shadow moves with the water. And then I think just as um, everybody has gotten there and is gathering, you hear like these two um, like sharp whistles that sound just like the lifeguard whistle that Aaliyah had. You've been listening to Greetings from Stability. Thank you for tuning in. We're currently playing Sleep Away by Jay Dragon. Phoebe is played by Danny. Jen is played by Gina. Aaliyah is played by Lily. Harper is played by Phoenix. And Rowan is played by Blaine. You can follow us on whatever social media you use at StabilityOR. If you'd like to say hi, you can email us at greetings at stabilityor.com. I'm Blaine. I use he, him pronouns. I'm the host of the podcast, You Are Not Alone, a one-with-one actual play podcast where I sit down with a guest each episode and play a game where we try to terrify each other. You can also find the games that I have designed at itch.io slash Blaine C. Martin. You can feel free to cut out this introduction. What up, gamers? Uh, my name is Danny. Uh, you can use any pronouns for me in a in a queer way, not in a pronouns or fake way. Uh, you can find the games that I make at dannymakesrpgs.itch.io, and you can listen to ten plus seasons of nonsense on Pod of Wonder, which is a world building podcast powered by random Wikipedia articles. Hi, I'm Gina. She/her pronouns. I'm not on any social media. I don't make games. Don't follow me. Hi, my name is Lily, and I use she they pronouns. I can be found um, uh, streaming with Girls Run These Worlds, which is a streaming platform that aims to help uh, marginalized women and femmes particularly, but they are not exclusive, play games on Twitch. I also have my own podcast called Blurred on the Street, which is me and two other people. And we are all uh, Black women femmes talking about being in geeky and nerdy spaces and current events. And then I am in an actual play podcast called Misfits of Space, which started out doing Star Wars, FFG, but moved on to Monster Hearts 2. Those two seasons are complete and available. And now we are doing Scum and Villainy. And coming soon, I will be on another podcast that is hosted by the Bard Rock Network. And it is called Left for Undead. And it is an all-disabled cast that is playing in a zombie apocalypse a la The Last of Us. Hi, I'm Phoenix Roberts. Uh, I use she, her pronouns. I write short horror fiction. You'll find it if you Google hard enough. I also write theatrical slash parlor LARPs. You'll probably only find those if you sign up to attend a convention I happen to be presenting one at. But if you do and you think my games look fun, you should play them.